Okay, so we're here to talk about a particular movie, yeah. very special movie in the pantheon of Disney movies, 2003's Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Now, we've talked about this before, but you have almost no history with this movie? Uh, I mean, I've seen, I've now, in the last couple of years, I've seen this movie, the second movie, and about 15% of the third movie. Okay. But other than that, I will it's very, very little. The second and the third movie, particularly the third movie, get really fucking dumb. Yeah. Just not but the first heavy. movie, it's not fucking heavy. Yeah. Actually, I would say the second movie gets like really fucking heavy. Yeah, the second movie's pretty pretty heavy. Yeah, but this first movie, I gotta say, I don't know how you felt, but rewatching this again, because I've been watching it for a couple of years, but Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. So let me ask this though. Let me ask you this because you're you're yeah. you're a cornfield Indiana boy. That's true. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, corn, my grandparents cornfield. Yeah. So um, your your grandparents were farmers. Yeah, my grandpa's still a farmer. He still has land and he farms no, it. Oh, dude, we uh, we connecting on this. Dude, it took us knowing each other for ten years, <laughs> ten plus years. Well, we met when you when we were you were in seventh grade and I was eighth grade. So we've known each other longer than ten yeah. years. Yeah. We were out there. You were out there making cookies and in, in, in uh, fucking what's it called? Oh my god! In spending all my yearbook fucking class making yearbook cookies. In journalism, Mr. Roller's class, fucking Yo, making cookies every goddamn yeah. day. Uh, no, so yeah, my my grandparents were farmers too. Um, yeah. In in Missouri, um, no chicken farmers. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie though, I was gonna say, did you watch this movie when it came out? Or how? What's your history with this movie besides the fact that you know you obviously you've seen them, but did you see it when it dropped? I can't remember. I'm trying to be hip. I might be a little too young to remember if I watched it like actually in the theater or not, but I definitely know that I watched it the year it came out okay. for sure. I might not have watched it in the theater, but I know if I didn't watch it in the theater, like pretty soon after it came to like DVD, I was yeah. watching that shit. Yeah, I see. I didn't see the movies in theater. I didn't see it in theater. I didn't even know it was coming out. Um, yeah. But my buddy of mine, um, when, I, when the year it came out, it had it on DVD or whatever, mm-hmm. and I saw it in his in his room. We were hanging out one day. I was like, oh, that's a yeah. that's a movie. And we didn't watch it. I just mm-hmm. I just remember we were playing Budokai Tenkaichi two. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's a movie. And then yeah. we kept playing to see the final moves. Um, yeah. and that's it. That's, that was my history with the movie until about two years ago. <laughs> okay. No, uh, so I mean, I definitely, it's definitely one of those movies that was like in the rotation, especially for like, because me and all both of both of my brothers really liked this movie a lot. So it'd be a movie that we watched a couple of, more than a couple of times. I've oh, okay. So you guys, so you guys were rewatching. Yeah, we rewatched it a couple of times together, like. You know, as a family, like it's definitely like in the rotation of like, because I think even my mom put up with it. Um, so we like even as a family, I think we watched it like once or twice. Um, just, you know, not like a like definitive movie night or whatever. I think I might have like exaggerated that part. Like it's not like a definitive like, hey, we're having a movie night. Nobody fucking do anything. But it's yeah. one of those things where like we're just all at home. Sure. Gathered around the couch. We're watching a movie together. 
Um, so that it's definitely it was definitely in the rotation for that. But um, it's definitely been a couple of years since I'd seen it. I would say probably like three or four years since I've watched it again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude, it just it held up to me. This is a good fucking movie. I'll, I'll say it's a good movie with the little asterisk at the end. Yeah, I would say there's some asterisks to it. It's definitely not a perfect movie. Yeah. But I was thoroughly entertained the whole time. Like, sure. As far as like a Disney blockbuster movie, because I think this was in the era of Disney two where they stopped do like pushing their cartoon stuff as much, and I think this was like the big push of them doing a lot more yeah. live action type of movies. Like this was like the big one where Disney was like, oh, we can like take an IP of ours, like a theme park ride and like make a movie out of it mm-hmm. and people will watch it. Yeah, I think this I, is like the big first experiment for that. I think so. Um, but I mean, my, my history with this shit was the ride. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd never even been on the American one. I, I went on it in, at Tokyo Disney. So my oh. ride, my, mine was seeing Jack Sparrow speak Japanese while <laughs> jumping around and fucking <laughs> the, whatever the scenery and speaking Japanese or whatever. So I'm just, even then, I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Yeah. I, no, remember, it's the, I went to the American one uh, when I went to Disney World like a year or two ago. Um, first time? And I think I went on it when I was a kid. Okay. But I hadn't been to Disney World since I was like below 10 years old. Yeah, and you lived in Orlando for two years? Yeah. And you went to Disney how many times? Uh, twice. Fucking stupid. I will also say, for the first <laughs> yeah, COVID, year, yeah, COVID. was COVID. COVID. So, yeah, I gotcha. kind of like short the time. No, I, I got it, I got it. Just... But, yes, I only went like twice. But <laughs> One per year. Yeah, one per year, basically. But, you, only, uh, you only went because your family came down, right? Uh, That was one of the times, yeah. Uh, what, was I going by yourself? Uh, No, I went with like co-workers to like oh, something. Okay. I don't gotcha. remember. But... Gotcha, gotcha. But, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, I um so having seen this movie for the first time a couple of years ago, I was already you know educated film fan. Yeah, <laughs> not really. I was already like kind of set in my ways. Obviously, I've always heard about the movies, and I would always see about see them all the time. And all all our friends seen them. And they're obviously massive movies. Um, yeah. I had nothing against them. I just never sat down to like. I, I actually know what I take it back. I had something against them. Hmm. I want to start. I want to start this. Review. Do you hate pirates, Jason? I I love pirates in theory. Okay. But I want to talk about this first, um, before we even get into the movie itself to explain. And you can see where I'm coming from. To see why okay. it took me. This came, this came out in 2003. Yes. So why it took me additional fucking 15 years or whatever the fuck it was to see the movie. Okay. Okay. So the movie comes out. I don't know anything about it. I ride the mm-hmm. ride before it comes out. Cool. Gotcha. Pirates. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It comes out. I don't care about pirates. I like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I like fucking, you know, Metabots. I don't know. I like other stuff. I like, uh, you know, whatever. Movies that interest Power Rangers. Power Rangers, Rangers always. Um, Fast and Furious, right? So, we go through up till high school... And I go mm-hmm. to my first anime convention ever in, like, 2006. Okay. 2007. So it's us and a bunch of our friends at a convention in North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, we've done some research on YouTube. 
just to see what what's out there for convention, what to, what to expect. This is this at the time this convention was a little smaller. It's way bigger now. It's this was a smaller convention at the time, um, and it was like one basically one floor of a hotel or some shit. So we get there, and this is our first all of our first times experiencing cosplay, experiencing just being around fucking dweebs. Yeah. I mean that in the whole, like, the best way possible. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. Just being around the the gambit of anime nerd, pop yeah. culture nerd. Um, and I learned from that convention that a lot of people like Jack Sparrow. And mm. a lot of dudes... Was that the one where that was, like, the, the in costume at the time? Because, you know, yes. there's always that one costume that is, like the costume that dominates the con. Yeah. At the, and then necessarily at the time, or I don't even know if it was at the time, but just at this particular convention, there's a, there's a, a, a three or four Jack Sparrow cosplayers who like really embodied the character. And I mean that mm-hmm. in a bad way. And then I, we go to another convention probably six months later in Atlanta, which mm-hmm. you, you've been to that convention. Yeah. It's a big convention, especially for a second convention for us. It's massive. Yeah. And, it's the same thing. There's like four or five, six Jack Sparrows who are like really into character. And it was yeah. like Jack Sparrow, the guy from Death Note. Oh yeah. This was this is probably like six years before the the inevitable transition between most annoying cosplayer from Jack Sparrow to Deadpool. Oh yeah. So oh. this that's what I'm saying. Like the the it's my experience my my real experience with Jack Sparrow was the fucking people cosplaying as Jack Sparrow, and. I am such a goddamn, I don't know, pessimist or cynic or uh, fatalist, I don't, whatever word you want to use. But if I if I see a fan base, and this mm-hmm. is this is this is not hundred people. This is fucking fifteen people probably max. And yeah. I go, oh, you guys are this fucking annoying. Yeah, I'm never going to give you a dollar. Yeah. I'm never gonna. I want these movies to end so you can stop fucking dressing up as a dumb piece of shit character well that's basically what it is now like pirates of the caribbean has really disappeared i mean the last time we went we went to the convention in may no pirates yeah but there's deadpool so, still deadpool he won't fucking go away go away They're dude that's the most still shit. Showing up. so that, that I that's there's not as many that i'd seen at previous cons yeah but there were still quite a few too many and that, that's that's where I stand with Jack Sparrow. So it took me so long, and that's it's a stupid reason, but it's really like. No, I get it. Like if it. that's your first impression of the character, because I mean, a lot of cosplayers in general can be really fucking annoying. And so. you know how it is exactly. You go to a con, and like there's the one person who's like trying to be the Joker, and like yeah. you'll like be walking past them in like a hallway or a dealer's room or have a interaction with them, and they like try to be like cookie cookie goofy like in character and like i'm my wife hates this about me i'm such a blunt asshole that like even when i was 14 15 going to these cons i'm really not really a humongous anime fan i'm not whatever but i'll sit there and like just like look at the person like they'll do like a little bit and i'm just like looking at them <laughs> and they look at me and i'm like are you I'm, I'm cool all right and, I, I, and at this time, I'm already like knee deep in Mega 64, like so. I'm already like, yo, I'm 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 all about the cringe. If we're gonna be cringy, we're gonna go, and you know. <laughs> but 
that that's, that was a part of it why I just didn't care. And then I don't even remember why I even cared about watching the movie at some point. But I decided to. There's a franchise I've never watched. And I figured, fuck it, this time to. Of, yeah. of all the big franchises, this has to be at least top ten, I would assume. So maybe it's time for me to check it out. Mm, yeah, I guess you could t- yeah top ten. You five movies. This that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. And uh, after so the first I time I saw the it. Fifth movie, but. Yeah, I, I haven't got past three, but after the first time I watched the movie, I was thoroughly impressed, man. I thought the first time I watched the movie, this is a couple years ago now, mm-hmm. I was really impressed, and having rewatched this movie last night, I'm impressed, I'm still impressed with a lot of the stuff about the movie. Um, yeah. I'm The biggest things I'm going to say straight from the top, top from the top of the pod, or you know, mm-hmm. the top of the pod review of the thing, is that what, what really impresses me about this movie it's not even the acting. The acting is fine. They, the the cast is obviously yeah, is, the acting serviceable. The cast, it, it yeah, does what it's supposed to do. The, the main characters are obviously top tier people, um, so yeah. they do the job well. But what gets me is costuming, locations, the ships, and like yeah, those things really build like an overall feel. I mean, that was the pirate. thing that was most impressive to me, especially in the early parts of the movie, like Port Royal is an impressive setting for them. Yeah. And even like the very first fight scene of the movie, which is Jack versus Will and the blacksmith, like that yeah. blacksmith shot is such a good set. Yeah. And the fight choreography in that between Jack and Will is really well done. Like I like the verticality of it, the constant up and down between the two of them. They're like going up in the rafters, they're going down. There's lots of like different like ledges and stuff that like yeah. they're both like trying to take advantage of. Like I really like the positioning that they use in i that, think even in that i scene. think the opening shot of the movie the boat deck yeah. looks good the way they filmed it the fact that mm-hmm. they, they, they have shots of actually on water um yeah. the fact that they build a good atmosphere with what they got and then but the other thing i want to mention with that though with the because they build a really good feel for the movie through these things and mm-hmm. It feels like an old Zorro movie, like not necessarily the '90s Zorro movie, but like the old black and white Zorro movies. It feels like a real, a real good swashbuckler movie, which I, I assume that's, that's what they're doing. I don't know enough about the movie, but I assume so. But yeah. what killed, what actually for me is the success, besides those great things that the costuming, the the the, the uh, you know the uh, theming is all great, mm-hmm. which you would hope that Disney could do. But yeah. what really sells it for me. And the like the believability, quote unquote. You know, if I'm gonna dive into the world, the rule and the rules that you set, which I, yeah. you know me, um, it's all the background actors. Yeah. Those actors, whether it's the prostitutes at Tortuga or it's the people mm-hmm. in the jail, the random like one-off characters that are there for a second. Yeah. The character actors, whatever you want to call them, they're so like. I don't know if once they in tuned or like over the top, but they fit exactly what you think a pirate would do. They're very tuned in to like what I would say that they're very in tune to like the, the overall, like, I don't know if it's tone, if there is the right word, but like the atmosphere that the movie's trying to go yeah, for. It's like, and hey, they're you're going like to play hitting that. You're going to play guy in jail. Number one, your guy in jail. Number two, your pirates, yeah. your scallywags go do it. And it's like that, that completely, hey, you're going to be the, the Royal Marine or whatever the fuck they are. And yeah. you're, you're a proper person from England. Be that. Mm-hmm. Like those first two guys that Jack speaks to on the dock. Oh, it's like great. Those guys they're are great. great. Those are, they're yeah. great. And like 
they're not relevant to the story. They give you they give you two payoffs. They give you the bit at the beginning yeah. of the movie and the payoff towards the end. And mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good little bit that you don't think you don't see coming, but yeah. it it makes all the difference for the overall world building. At something as stupid as pirates that become skeletons. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple of like scenes that stand out to this movie and like rewatching it. The one that really stands out to me is like, as far as like, even in like a movie like this, like it's a scene that's really well done to me, in my opinion, which is the first reveal of like the curse and its effects uh, to Elizabeth when they're on the ship. Just that dinner scene in general with her and Barbosa, and like also for me, I really don't care about Jack that much. I kind of he gets more annoying as the movies go on, um, but Barbosa is like yeah. Jeffrey Wright is like such a fucking good actor, and he plays Barbosa so well. That's his and that's, name. It's pretty sure it's Jeffrey Wright, isn't it? It's Jeffrey something. Oh, Maybe I... it's not Jeffrey Wright. Maybe it's Jeffrey. I know it's Jeffrey something. Jeffrey Rush. Rush. Because yes. isn't Jeffrey Wright the black guy from... I think it is. I might That might have been racist of me, but... No, it's not. really talking about racist. I don't know. Jeffrey Rush. Just trying to cover my bases, man. I don't want to get canceled. But, um... But Jeffrey Rush, sorry. Uh, Jeffrey Rush is such a good actor. Uh, and that dinner scene in, in general with Elizabeth, where he's, like, telling her the story about Cortez's gold and, like, laying out the curse and stuff like that, and then... They're like confrontation with each other, and then her just like getting flung out to the night and seeing this fucking like nightmare filled vision of like these half dead pirates just all over this deck, and like her getting flung all over the place. And then he comes out and he fucking pours the wine down, and you see like the wine just like go throughout his like skeletal body. Like it's such a good scene. And it has the really good line of like, because earlier in the conversation, she's like, I don't believe in ghost stories. Yeah, I don't believe in ghost stories. You better like, start believing in ghost stories because you're in one. You're in one. Like, That's good. I, I, I forgot what the line was. I, thought, I was like fully expecting him to be like, you, you best start believing in ghost stories because um, this is one. Or, so something like that. He, something yeah. like, I, I thought the line was different, but the line's, the line's really good. But yeah. I do want to comment on that, though, because that reveal is mm-hmm. great. I, I really, really enjoyed that circus act of a reveal i think it's kind of it it loses its effectiveness though because imagine if we didn't see jack in the jail cell with that with the actual reveal yeah if they didn't have that scene yeah i would agree i think that that yeah the guy when he actually sees that the curse is real for the first time it ruins but i guess it's also supposed to set up because then they have the fucking deus ex machina where Will says, like, you've been planning this the entire time. And it's like, okay, so I guess the hint is that he sees that the curse is real. So he you like... Think, we could just have it be like, they show up to see Jack and they all know him. He's like, oh, oh, oh. And then he'd yeah. be like, you know, uh, what, is it real, huh? I wonder. And then the, the guy can be like, wouldn't you like to know? And then leave. Yeah. Like, you know, but having the... And obviously we know it's the first reveal to Keir Knightley or to... Yeah. um To... um. What's her name? Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Swan. Yeah. We know it's the first reveal to her, so it's obviously still powerful. But, like, it takes place, like, 20 minutes after the reveal to the audience, which to me, like, yeah. if you just don't show the skeleton arm, it's an unnecessary scene. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think that whole Port Royal attack would have been better because even before that, you have Will taking out, like, the bomb guy and then the yeah. bomb guy showing up later. So that mystery is already set up. But I think by that point... 
you'd already seen the skeleton arms. And then yeah. it's like, oh, so there's not a mystery. They're like undead people. So yeah, I agree. The fact that that's not the first reveal of the audience, I think is a little bit of a wasted potential. A oh, bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you could have stretched out the mystery with them a little bit longer, because really the mystery isn't introduced until they show up and they don't show up until like almost like 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's like 45, 50 minutes, and it's a two and a half hour long movie. But so. Just imagine, like, if they, if there was the, if the big reveal the, to Swan was the actual reveal to the audience, it would have been like yeah. so much cooler. I think I, I agree. I think that would have been a lot more powerful, and it would have helped sell that scene even more. Like, it's still good, but yeah, I think the impact, the impact is definitely lessened because it's not our first reveal. Yeah, but speaking of um, the uh, the curse though. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that <clears throat> the effects are a little dated, but yeah, I do I think, think there's that... definitely moments where they look more dated than others. Well, I was going to say, I think they look dated overall, mm-hmm. but I think because the nature of it being like a fun swashbuckly movie, you're willing think, to forgive I think, a little more. Not even forgive, I think it actually look fits in with like the. Mm-hmm type of movie they're going for for the atmosphere it's not like a super duper serious pirate movie it's like a fun action adventure movie like i think it's one of the reasons why we we kind of give like the face melting scene in raiders a little bit of a leeway because it's it's a cool effect but it's not a good looking effect by today's standards but we let it go because the nature of the movie Mm -hmm. whereas like this movie they don't look bad they look good still but they don't look amazing by today's standards. you know but... that you knew you know as a as a person watching it today that if it was done today it would look better it would look better and it would look more realistic yeah. which would actually make it look more creepy which is yeah which maybe they would still go the same route by making it look less because they look goof but it's yeah fine. a lot of them look a little a little good i mean obviously you have the two pirates that are actually goofy which yeah. are like the antith i i like that too that each side has their like fucking goofy characters you got the two guys on the british royal navy and then you got the two dumb fuck pirates yeah um so they like got that it's got that balance thing going on which is good uh, but i mean speaking of the effects i think one of the things that really stood out to me with the effects especially i think it really shows in the like the ending cave scene but like their ability to like keep matching the effects with the fight that's going yeah. on because especially yeah. in that there's a lot of those different like moonlight holes and the fact that they're constantly switching between like skeletal form and like real form like that constant switchback i was like very impressed that yeah, yeah, they were keeping up with that it looks really good definitely. in those especially with the movement it looks a little better yeah i think that's that's how they can hide it put some blur yeah. on there and but yeah mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that i even i really like the implementation of that curse with like what they would do in story effectiveness for pirates like when when they're at the cave and they're gonna go attack the pirate the the the, the marines or navy whatever they are. Oh yeah, and where he tells them to go take a take walk. A walk. I was like, oh, well, they walk to the boat and like, yeah. oh no, literally they're walking. I was that's, like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's so you can't die. So like, why do you need to care about breathing? You know, my big question was to myself though was like, okay, so when they're not in the moonlight and they drink, does it still fall through their body? Yeah, I don't know. Or does it just... And that's the other thing, too, because, yeah, when they're walking... Actually, I don't remember. Are they skeletal the entire time that they're walking underwater? Yes. Or does it change at some point? I think they, they are, yeah. I thought they were. I think they are. Because the um, moon's basically out at that point. Yeah, and they, so. and they pull a wide shot out, so you do can't see every detail. That's a good wide shot, too, where they're all walking forward, and they're all, like, the skeletal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a good shot. That's creepy as fuck. 
so I, I do want to say though, in terms of the story, mm-hmm. um, how they how they approach the story, yeah, overall, very mm-hmm. fun story. Yes, very fun adventure story. Uh, first two acts are fantastic, two fantastic. I agree. And how you however you want to slice it, whether it's the second bottom half of the second act or top part of the third act, however you want to cut the pie. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's fucking boring. Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, basically, once they get to the point where they get marooned again, and I was like, oh, this is not, not interesting. I don't even. I think before that, I think when the moment that Jack uh. and Orlando Bloom get to the cave, uh. I'm like, okay, so now, okay, cool, cool. So we're at the final location already. And yeah. then it becomes a back and forth, literally going out, coming back in, going out, coming back in. Yeah, and that's kind that of bit's a little weird. That's a little boring to me. We're going to go in the boat. We're going to get away. Can't get away. Jack's there. He comes back, gets the boy. They fight for a second, get back in the boat, go back to the cave, leave the cave to fight the pirates. Okay. All right. This is. Yeah. I mean. This is a little bogged down. It's a little weird that it's so back and forth. Um, I feel like it could have been structured a little bit better. But then again, I don't know how you would, because you, because the way that they set up the whole story with Swan, you'd have to have them be at the cave some point, because then how would Elizabeth yeah. get out? Yeah, um, I'm sure. Because you, then sat you have down to for... have that moment where you have to be able to switch her for Will and have that go yeah. through. Yeah, uh, you, I'm, you could definitely uh, sit down for probably, I would say maybe an hour, mm. and think of a better way to do that, because uh, it's boring. It's just it's it's the worst part of the movie. Yeah, I mean. I think the naval battle in and of itself is good, but I think there's interceding part, there interceding parts before and after that naval battle, which are really boring. Because ultimately, it's it feels really useless because they go to the cave to save Swan. Mm-hmm. They they do a switch for Jack for Swan basically. Yeah. They get on the boat. They get away. They have a little bit a little bit of a fun battle. Mm-hmm. Keira Knightley gets captured again, and then they do a switch for Will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's just a lot of switching going on. And they also have that, like, weird fake-out, even though you know he's not going to die, because, like, then how are you going to resolve the movie where they try to, like, blow up the ship? And they're like, oh, Will's trapped on the ship. And I was like, okay, but you're not going to kill him, because then how are you going to resolve this movie? Yeah, Like exactly. So that that whole little tidbit was just kind of like, all right, we could have done something a little more interesting here because this is kind of boring. It's kind mm. of slow. We're, we were going at a really good pace beforehand. Yeah. And then we, then we slog down. And we get to the, the island maroon scene. It's just pointless. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's really just to, like... The really only point of it is to, like, tear away the mystique of Jack. And it's just like, oh, he just got drunk and got rescued. But you have to take, like, ten minutes to get that point across but and we, like, and we we even learn in number two that's not true right i think in number two he figures out i thought in number two he makes a deal with davy jones is that how get, i thought that's how I he gets out of the island now. i can't remember now i've watched number two way less than i've watched number one i always took it as like i, I know he knows about davy jones somehow maybe he did or no no because no he made the deal with davy jones to get the pearl back like okay, initially, gotcha, like gotcha, 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 gotcha. The, the whole reason he has the pearl is in the first place is because he made the deal with David Jones. So I asked my wife this question. And then Barbosa Marooned him. 
I seen, I asked my wife this question last night when we were watching because she's seen the movies before. Mm-hmm. She's not a huge fan, but she's seen them all before. I, I've only seen them very like way less way less than she has. But yeah. I asked her the question. I want to ask you the same question, Zach. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously having number two to answer questions or kind of build up, they, they it fits really well. But um, do we? This is not really relevant to the first movie and mm-hmm. purely looking at the first movie you have you have to take into account the next movie mm-hmm. um is jack lucky because he gets that he gets at everything we know he's cunning we know he's smart is he is he nigh invincible because he just happens to be a lucky pirate so he have some sort of lucky charm or something is he just is cunning or is it because he made the deal for his soul so he can't die hmm and this could be answered somewhere. I don't know. I've seen the movies one time. Yeah, I mean, in the context of the series, I want to say it's because he made the deal for his soul. But then again, you get to, like, the fourth movie is really fucking boring, but he does, like, some dumbass shit in the fourth movie, too. Okay. I don't know if he does in the fifth movie as well, but... Probably. Um, My instinct, in the context of just the first movie, I would say that he's just incredibly lucky, because I, I think... The scene that always sells it to me that, like, he doesn't actually know what the fuck he's doing is that first escape scene from Port Royal where he, like, takes the lift up to the thing that, like, spins him around. He looks, like, fucking terrified. And I was yeah. like, well, he definitely doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He didn't even think that this was, like, a thing where it would just, like, keep spinning him around. So I, my instinct is to just say that he's really, really lucky. Yeah. Uh, just a, and uh, also I think – I guess the other part would be is that I think – and they, I guess they do a good job of this with the Royal Navy. Not so much with Barbosa. I don't understand why Bar- Barbosa does it, but everybody like seems to underestimate him and think he's just like a crazy drunk that really can't do much. And so I think that might be another part of it too. Like especially with the Royal Navy, like they all just think he's like a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, I wonder if it's like... Norrington the whole time is just saying that like he's the worst pirate he's ever seen and all this shit. And I wonder if it's kind of like a Columbo thing where if you ever watch Columbo. Mm-hmm. Colombo is like really stupid. Hmm. He like pretends to be like a doofus, not in like an absurd mm-hmm. way, but everyone he taught in, in Colombo there's, there's a trend where like all the crimes happen by like white collar, mm-hmm. like people who think they can get away because they're really smart. And it's extra, it's played off extra because Colombo walks around as though he's like this cigar smoking, like he has his clothes are all wrinkled on purpose. Like he, mm-hmm. but he's, he's, He's super duper smart, and it's kind of like the ca- people tell him stuff. He can they'll act differently around him because he is quote unquote you know stupid or uneducated, right? Which yeah. allows him to deduce more and get more out of it. So I wonder mm-hmm. if Jack's character is like he Jack pretends to be this acid brainwashed guy mm-hmm. because it helps him. I don't sub, I don't know. You know, subterfuge yeah, or something. I don't fucking know. Like, I can definitely see that part of it too, because I mean, you, I mean, you definitely see in this movie that he's definitely like a, I don't know what the right word. He's like a Weasley sort of guy. Like he's always trying to like make a deal or like make some sort of like yeah. alternative plan to like get his way and screw other people over. I think you see that really well in like his interactions with Barbosa in particular. So yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I do want to say though, speaking of Jack. Mm-hmm. That uh, and I agree with you. What you said before about how you don't really care about Jack, and I don't. I don't. I don't either. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously with uh, you can just do the solo of this movie, but when you factor in the next movie as well, it's even better. But uh, Will's story is the best. Yeah, Will's story is fan- I mean, well. 
I mean, basically more than anything else, like this trilogy is like the story of Will and Elizabeth and Will's story in particular is incredibly fascinating, especially when you get to like the end of the third movie, like his, the end of his arc is pretty good. I really like his story yeah. a lot. I, I really enjoy the idea of like a pirate, not knowing you're a pirate, but then also everyone else kind of does. Yeah. Especially the girl you already kind of like treats him like a pirate. Yeah, the girl you like, you really love, knows you're a pirate. You don't know that. You get told by a guy who knows your dad very, very classic style. Yeah. Um, and it makes you question too, like how the fuck did Jack? How was Jack a captain when all these people were like serious, goof, goofy guys? Yeah, that's the other thing that I don't really get, and maybe that's just the thing that like after the island, like something twisted because you just got drunk for three days straight, and maybe like a screw got loose. But yeah, it's hard to like. Imagine him in a position where he was like captaining all these uh, like undead pirates. I mean, they weren't undead at they the time, but like time, yeah. it's the same crew that he had. So it's hard to see him like as the captain of all these other people before this movie. Let's see. Was Jack Sparrow serious? <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't see anything. I don't even know how you would look for that up. Like, hmm. Well, I want to say, why is Jack Sparrow so weird? That's what the top top result. <laughs> um, I don't really see it. I don't really see a Reddit. That's how you gotta find it through Reddit. Hold on. Um, I don't know. I can't find anything. I'll look later at some point, but... I saw an article from Express.uk that said that his condition is from his many years at sea. It's been revealed that Sparrow's unstable standing and walking is actually a result of his lifelong career as a pirate. Seeley showed his ability to stand up straight and walk while sailing the sea. After spending so many years on ships, Sparrow went on to the field effects of the constant bobbing on land instead of on the ocean. So I guess he has the feeling of constantly being on the water when he's on the land, which yeah, doesn't make a lot of makes, sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but maybe it does. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, answer, I, like but. I said before, man, the, the the movie's really, really fun. I really enjoy the movie as, as a whole, but that third act or however you want to slice it that third act is, is kind of to me a detriment to the movie um, yeah it doesn't say the bottom half of the third half third act is weak i do like the actual final confrontation in the cave oh, i think yeah, that's I pretty well done and I then do with too. the undead pirates on the navy ship and all that stuff what does what is weird though too in the that you don't necessarily need to do this but i thought they would have done it is like mm -hmm. and you can kind of do when when jack fights um Will you do you do see that he has fighting ability, but mm -hmm. you don't necessarily at least I didn't necessarily give Will like oh okay he's he's good I thought he was just kind of okay he's he's competent because he fights all every day he says he trains all day but yeah that's not the same thing as fighting someone who actually has has fought for real so right seeing Jack actually fight Barbosa because you would assume Barbosa would be you know good enough to be captain. Yeah. Um, so seeing Jack hold his own, okay, this dude can fight. We don't really ever mm -hmm. really see that in the movie beyond him just being kind of cunning and lucky. Right. 
Um, so yeah, it, it works. Only the two scenes where he, fight, he fights, really, which is his fight against Will and then his fight against Barbosa. Because other than that, like the whole naval battle that happens in the third act is like him just fucking walking around trying to find the monkey. Yeah, yeah. And like find the coin. And then before that, he doesn't really fight anybody to actually commandeer the ship. Like they just sneak on the ship and then they go to the other ship. Right. So that doesn't really involve fighting. So yeah, right. it's... But it's, yeah, it's, I, I enjoy that set a lot too. <laughs> like there's level changes where... Jack and Barbosa are going up and they're going down. Oh, yeah. Will is finding the two guys on the bottom level. I think that fight scene is really good. And I think that's something about movies, especially like this with like a real well, – and I don't know how real the cave set is, but there's something to the verticality of actually having a set that the actors can interact with that, yeah. Is, yeah. that is different. Completely agree. And it's not like they're, it's not like we're seeing like – the fight itself isn't like ooh choreography. It's like no, yeah. it's just it's just a fun yeah. dash 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 like clink clink. That's clink, where clink. I would say that it definitely feels like more Zoro like. Like it's not like a super crazy fight, but like it gets the job done yeah. of like all right, these two people are like engaged in combat with each other. Yeah, it's not flashy fighting. It's like we're gonna clink our yeah. swords, clink our swords, clink our swords, poke poke poke, and then that's kind of it. Yeah, it's not episode one. Occasionally, of, one of us will get ran through with a sword because it doesn't matter until the yeah. curse is broken. So, I, I was kind of hoping it would be like episode one where they start like spinning the sword like oh, crazy. Oh yeah, start doing like fucking like crazy gymnast shit. It just makes me think of uh, Jack Sparrow becomes like Yoda for half a yeah. second, bouncing off the walls. Well, it makes me reminds me of like fucking Revenge of the Sith where. Mm-hmm. Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting in the in the, the control room or whatever. Oh yeah. And there's this, the part of the fight where they start doing they start spinning their blades for no reason in yeah. front of each other. It 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 is so terrible. But it'd be so funny if like Barbosa and Jack were fighting and they spin around and they get close to each other, they start spinning the swords around. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I would say that actually the fighting is kind of like the. It's very it's not it really in this movie. There's not much fighting. No, there's not really. There's yeah, there's really just. There's Will and Jack. There's the Port Royal attack, and then there's the naval battle, and then there's the ending. Yeah. And that's basically it. Like four big set pieces, basically. Which which is fine. It works for it. Um, yeah. Like you said, it just bogs down that last little bit, uh, which yeah. kind of makes the final kind of kind of boring. Um, yeah. Until you get to the very end climax, which is which is good. Yeah. Um, but other than that, man, I, I really enjoy the movie, man. It's a fun time. It, it, it makes me want to read, or not read, but make me want to watch the next one. Yeah, I remember yeah. two's not bad. I really remember enjoying two a lot too, because that's all the stuff with Davy Jones, and I like Davy Jones. Like yeah. that's great. And Davy Jones still looks looks great, fucking good looks till really this good, day. Yeah. He still looks so good. Um. The third one is the one where it gets particularly stupid. That's the one where it's like there's like an all out like war in this all weird type of shit. And that's when they get into like the afterlife that like Jack escapes from. And that's when he's like got a jar of dirt. And yeah. you got like the East India Trading Company showing up with the other white guy. I don't remember his name. But there's the pirate. Um, but there's the pirate council. Yeah, there's the pirate council, and then Elizabeth becomes the pirate king for there's like. The, the god, no, I was like, thinking about that. I was watching this. So I was like, that's so stupid. Like, she just becomes the pirate king because 
because yeah. like there's not even good reason like it's just just because jack voted for her and so she became the pirate king like it there's doesn't like make there's like the god lady yeah which they don't really like do anything with like they like say that she was a god and then she like causes a storm and like that's it that's the last you see of her also i wonder how i wonder how early in zoe saldana's career is this movie I don't know. I think she's like the side character. I've never seen her before. I'm like, whoa, wow. That's, 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 yeah. I think it's pretty early for her. No, seven years later. I don't remember her showing up in the other movies either. Or if she is, she's like an even minor, yeah, an even smaller role than she was in this movie. And in, you know, five years, four, five, six years, whatever, you get Star Trek. Yeah, there you go. Well, Zach, uh, is there anything else you want to mention about Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl before we end the plot? No, nah, dude, it's just a fun movie. I'm glad to get back into it again. And, you know, I'm like you, man. I kind of feel the itch, too. Maybe I want to watch the second one now. Yeah, dude, I, I agree. It's a fun time. It's a good movie. It's really well made. You can see the money was well spent um, on all yes. the stuff in the movie. Uh, good stunts, good explosions, good ships, good sets, uh, good locations. Uh, obviously, acting's good. And I want to end the pod on this, if I can, mm. which is, man, what a good fucking decade for Orlando Bloom, huh? Whew. Yeah. Oh my God, man, this dude making money. Yeah, and dude. then he hasn't really done much since then. Yeah. After that decade, he kind of made his money, and he really hasn't done a whole lot since then. He was in Hobbit for, like, a little bit. Yeah, he was in that for a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit. He's in there for, like, this the back half of the second movie, yeah. right? That's and then like the third that. movie. Something like that. When they go, when they go I always him. forget about that shit. You know what? You said that, and I always forget that he's fucking Legolas. I always yeah. forget that shit. Cause yeah, that yeah, cause he was in two fucking major. He's in the Pirates series, and then he was in fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah, dude, good. It was a good decade for him, man. Yeah, that's a kill. That's a killer, killer body of work, man. Well, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week with more. Check the vending machines, the weekly pop culture podcast. See you guys. And next week, I promise it will be fucking heavier. Heavy. All right, guys. Hi. Fucking heavy.